And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. We're going to have our BMF draft. If you don't know what the letters stand for, pull your car over and Google it. Because you're going to enjoy this segment. But before that, we've got a lot of other fights lined up. We got Dustin and Justin. We got Aspinall and Taboria. We got Jan Blahovich and Alex Pereira. But before that, we've also got, hopefully, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. I know we've already spent too much time talking about this, but if I forced you, if I forced you to watch it, to pay for it, 100 bucks, then to watch it, but also to put your hard earned money, I know you work hard for it. Who are you betting on? You have to bet. Are you taking. The younger Zuck, are you taking the older, more experienced, heavier Elon Musk? Uh, I'm taking Zuck because, like, doesn't Zuckerberg take BJJ? Like, I feel like he's got they both train. Some... They both train. Elon Musk trains what? I'm telling you, dude, they both train mixed martial arts. Now, nobody's going to get him confused with Rampage Jackson or John Jones, but they both get in there and train. Why do you think they're going no, at it just for fun? You go in there and get beat up by another billionaire Elon Musk, to be embarrassed? I think he, yeah, I think Elon Musk is doing it for attention. The guy bought Twitter for $44 billion. The guy likes attention. Okay. All right. I'd like to see you get in there with these guys. In fact, I would actually pay for that. I like Elon, Zuck. Yeah, me too. Give me Zuck by knockout. Yeah, give me Zuck by sub. All right. Let's talk about real fighters. Dustin versus Justin. You want to talk about an ultimate pick em fight? I keep going back and forth on this one. But I'm leaning toward Dustin Poirier. Only because when you look at Justin Gaethje and his highlight package, it's just incredible. Whether you're talking about his knockouts, his comebacks, his style, his flips off the side of the octagon. He is probably, for my money, the most entertaining fighter right now in the entire promotion. But if you want to talk about the most underrated, at times the most disrespected, and a guy whose name is in our mouths probably enough, you're talking about Dustin Poirier. I mean, the only times that he's lost, he's lost to the absolute best of the best. And I think that when these guys come head-to-head, Dustin Poirier is just a better fighter, and I think he beats him. Yeah, I'm always confused why people seem to think that Justin is more entertaining than Dustin. I don't really understand that. I feel like Dustin's been almost in more entertaining, been in higher profile fights than Justin Gaethje. He's beaten Justin Gaethje. He stopped Justin Gaethje. Uh, like he's, he is, he's, you know, he's kind of, I get it. He kind of came onto the scene. I guess his, his like fame kind of blew up a little bit later. And Justin kind of came into the promotion right away. Cause Dustin had to come back from this embarrassing loss to Conor McGregor. Um, and so I guess that's why I don't understand this. But Dustin Poirier is so good in fights like this. I'm always going to go with him. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause in this, to be honest with you, and I don't think it's going to affect either one of them because they're both just badasses, is the altitude. Like, that's the only thing I look at it is because Dustin trains uh, in South Florida and Justin Gaethje trains in Denver. So obviously he's already used to this for a fight that's in Salt Lake City. Um, but I don't know. Dustin's just such an animal. I don't think it's going to affect them. What are you guys, like two feet above sea level down there? I don't even know if we're above anymore, dude. It seems like days after. We're, we're swimming down here like uh, 
what the hell is that uh, that that land of the sea atlantica whatever the hell it's called something like that yeah no you're uh you're, you're like six inches atlantis. at this point I, atlantis i was like what's he looking for here i got you atlantis brendan tobin's i think i was going with that terrible uh i was going with that terrible uh water park up in orlando aquatica so i never heard of merge it. them it's Nobody comes here for your damn geography lesson anyway. Uh, we do have Brandon Moreno's belt on the line, taking on Alex Pantoja, plus 145 for the underdog. Moreno as at minus 170. I feel like there's a big divide with Brandon Moreno, where half the people are kind of like, he was cool, and he used to be fun to watch, but I'm sick of him fighting Davidson Figueredo, and I'm kind of over him having the whole belt as a flyweight. And there's guys like me who go, Viva Mexico! I love love Brandon Moreno dude I hope he has the belt forever I like him too I mean I think he's he's just he fights weird he you know does that peekaboo thing he's uh he seems like he could just pull out finishes out of nowhere uh even in fights he's not even looking that good uh, he's got an opportunity here to avenge a, a loss from years ago so it's uh you know but I don't know how much this kind of goes back like how much stock do you put into a fight that was five years ago now he's kind of got that championship uh gravitas to him you know he's now most of it has been against one guy i give you that basically honestly against two guys it's been basically against figahedo and kaikara france so you know he's he's used to the rematch things and he's definitely fared well uh when he's gotten a second crack at somebody and i think that you know i think he probably will here too i throw it out the window if it's been any more than three years like if we got a chance to see nate versus connor three and now the last time we saw that fight what was that Six years ago, seven years ago in our rearview mirror, it's like, who really cares what happened the last time? Basically, it's two new fighters. It's kind of like when Usman and Leon stepped in the cage for the second time. A lot of people forget, oh, yeah, these guys have actually fought each other. But it was like six or seven years in between. So I personally don't put a whole lot into the fact that Moreno's already fought this guy before. To me, it's fresh blood. Speaking of fresh blood, my guy, friend of the show, future heavyweight champion Tom Aspinall returns versus Marcin Tabora. Now, Tabora, no surprise, is an underdog, plus 280. Here's the surprise. Tom Aspinall is minus 400? That's my guy, but coming off of an injury in a heavyweight fight, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's a heavy price for him, for sure. But, you know, you know I was talking about, like, they don't really do the the tune-up or the comeback fight very well. This kind of feels like that against Marcin Tabora. Like, he's getting an opportunity to take on a guy who, you know, he should he should handle a guy. We, all, we were all talking about Tom Aspinall a while ago. Like, he should be fighting for the belt, or this guy's good enough to fight for the belt. He had an unfortunate thing that happened against Curtis Blades. Don't really look at that as a loss. So, the guy was on a monster win streak before that happened. So... Yeah, for me, I, I think he should handle him. I, I, I almost get the odds here, to be honest with you. I wonder where Aspinall fits into the heavyweight picture if he comes out there and puts the beat down on Tybora because you mentioned, I mean, we used to talk about him maybe being the guy that could fight John Jones for the heavyweight title. That was even before John was officially back in the UFC, and then Aspinall got hurt. So it is kind of curious to see how long it takes him at least to get a number one contender fight, if not fight for the belt. All right. Alex Pereira, obviously, you know him from fighting Israel Adesanya not once, not twice, not three, but four times. Now, he's a light heavyweight fighter. Welcome to the division, bro. You got to take on Jan Blahovich. I was surprised, though. 
Blahovich is favored to win this fight. I know that Pereira's moving up in weight class, but it feels like to me more of his natural weight class. That's a big dude. Blahovich right now, bet MGM minus 150, Pereira plus 130. Which way are you playing that? Man, uh, that's a good question because Jan Blahovich is just such a dog. He, as far as just like he's his grit, he seems to, he's got such a wealth of fight knowledge. We've seen him do this with uh, with Izzy, where he just basically little boyed him and just you know kind of laid on him and welcomed him to 205 in a very very rude fashion. Now I get it; people will go and they'll say Pereira, he's going up to a weight class he's probably more used to, you know. But that is it is different, dude. I mean, look, John Jones, he molded himself to heavyweight. It took him a long time to make that transition. You know, a lot of the times this is something that's a little bit slow rolled, and now all of a sudden these shots that were knocking out middleweights left and right and that you know what you do to Sean Strickland doesn't mean you could do it to Jan Blahovich you know like it's not the same so I, I you know I get it why he's a dog I, I'm a little surprised just because of his popularity I felt like everybody was just going to be like uh on the train of oh he's a monster this is where he belongs so I kind of was expecting the numbers to be a little bit more in favor I, you know we talked dogs that might bite maybe I go with uh Pajeda that night what a crazy common denominator that both these guys beat Israel Adesanya. I mean, nobody beats that guy, but both these guys have. So that should be a fun fight. Umar Nurmagomedov, minus 205, taking on Corey Sandhagen, plus 185. First of all, that's a really fun fight. And second of all, man, I feel like Corey Sandhagen is getting a little bit disrespected here. This looks more like a pick to me. Yeah, when you actually read that to me, I was wondering, like, are we having, like, an, like is that a mistake from, like, a uh... – like uh, the Whitaker fight last week, because I'm like, I, I that doesn't almost make sense to me. Uh, I feel like Sanhagen's resume, how good he's been, how tough he, you know, Umar, I get it. Like, again, we, you know, these things with the, or the great grapplers, you know, they usually will get a little bit of a nudge by the odds makers, but come on, dude, Corey Sanhagen. I mean, if he was in any other weight class, he'd probably be fighting for the belt every other month. He's that, he's that good. And he can finish you in a million ways. That Nurmaga made up tax is getting a little bit out of hand for MMA, right? Like, if you're a Very college tough. football better, you know what I'm talking about. You got to pay the Notre Dame tax. You got to pay the Alabama tax. I went to KU, so I was at to pay for my Jayhawks and basketball and that type of thing. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, and it's the same thing in mixed martial arts, right? If you're gonna pay, if you're if you're gonna bet John Jones, you got to pay for it. If you're gonna bet Conor McGregor, you got to pay for it. This Nermaga made up thing is they're starting to tax me a little bit too much. I mean, come on, man. You're gonna tell me I gotta pay minus two fifteen to get in on some Umar Nermaga made up money? Just give me the plus one eighty five on Corey's hand taking, because like you said, that dude's an absolute killer. All right. Last fight, at least we think, in the career of ruthless Robbie. Lawler. I think there's a chance that his name comes up in our final segment of the show. Don't go anywhere because we're going to have our all-time BMF draft. We're each going to draft the baddest MRFers in the history of the UFC. Robbie Lawler certainly on that short list and a favorite to take out Nico Price in his last fight. Nico Price comes back at plus 215. Who are you liking this one? I got such a tough time betting against Robbie Lawler. Uh, one of my all-time favorite fighters. I think one of the most entertaining fighters of all time. Did get, uh, you know, he's been on hard times for sure lately. I mean, he's won, you know, one out of his last six, and that was against Nick Diaz, where Nick Diaz basically was like, you know, just there he to show up. 
He was took done. a knee. Yeah, he was he was just done. So it's been a hard time for Robbie to find wins. Uh, but you know, he's gonna maybe it's Hall of Fame weekend. You know, he's going in with the Rory McDonald fight. You know, maybe I put a little on him just for uh, just for sentimental value. But uh, yeah, it hasn't been it hasn't been a, a great even though he's a, he is a tough guy to finish. I mean, like he's a tough guy to put away. Even uh, you think back to like his RDA loss where he was fighting basically with a torn knee, just taking a beating. Um, guys as tough as they come. So I think this is going to be uh, the if he goes out in this one, it's not going to be easy. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I think it's appropriate time to talk about a guy that you think could be a future champion. And we're talking about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Now, I feel like uh, producer Jake had pretty much put you in your place last week when you said that, and we had to ask you what exactly was in that water bottle you were drinking. Wonderboy takes on Michelle Pereira. Uh, Pereira, you can get right now as a favorite at plus, excuse me, as the underdog at plus 180 at BetMGM. Your boy, Wonderboy, is minus 210. I mean, maybe you're right. Taking on Pereira, great fighter, more than a two to one favorite. Maybe, maybe, maybe he still can be champion going forward. What do I know? Who is, uh, does, does Leon have his next fight on this? Oh, he's fighting Colby, right? So that's like the next yeah. one. That's that'll be fight. What is that going to be? That's it. Have they announced a date for that? Know. That's is that an? Honor? We don't know. No, we no, don't know. No. But that's going to be the that, next fight. All we know is that it's going to happen. We know that it's Colby gets the next shot at Leon. You can argue if you think he should. I'm just waiting for them to announce a date because we know who's fighting at this point. I mean, right now we're talking about 290. We're talking about 291, mm-hmm. bro. We've already spent time talking about UFC 292, Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. When is that fight going right. to happen? I don't know, but I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, he's obviously Bilal is going to be the backup for that. So they're not I'm trying to think of my path to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson being champion. He's going to knock out Michelle with a wheel kick, all right? Then Have the buzz is going to be on him because nobody really wants to watch Bilal Muhammad fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, like, let's be honest about it. Bilal, kind of a boring fighter. So yeah. maybe if he does something crazy, then everybody's like, oh, I want Wonderboy to fight the winner of the champ. And then all of a sudden, we're in the catbird seat. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I feel like I've heard the same people try to make these crazy, like, arguments how Conor McGregor is going to fight for a belt again one day. Or, yeah, no, I don't think so. That takes a little bit too much. I just feel like him versus Leon him versus Leon would be a great fight, Sean. That's an awesome fight. You wouldn't want to see that Leon, Rocky versus Wonderboy? I actually think Colby's going to beat him. I actually think Colby beats Leon. And, and you know how he much might. I'm a Colby Hall. I think Colby beats him, though. And then we get Colby versus Wonderboy for the belt. Huh? You like it? You like it? The nice it's guy the versus fight. the mean guy? Oh, man. that's the, I, I, How could you even be mean to Wonderboy? I, think it's, I, think, I, think, I don't even think Colby can do it. I bet he can. You, you heard what he said about Brazil, right? Did you hear what he said about the Chicago pizza? If there's anybody that can talk a little smack on the nicest guy in the history of the UFC. In fact, I believe Stephen Wonderboy Thompson currently – is the NMF, the nicest MRFer. Coming up next, we have our list of the all-time BMF. You're not going to want to go anywhere. This is going to be fun. You're locked in the BetQL Network.